Hey, this is Keith. Or some actor playing Keith, I'm not really sure anymore. But um, we're coming to the end. The end of my Los Angeles con spree. But before I leave, I have some scores to set and discover a couple truths to be revealed. It's all going to come down to the season finale of Rideshare Episode X. It's going to drop on December 3rd. Now, until then, I want you to catch up by binge listening the first season. And I suggest that you do exactly as I say. Or you're going to miss all the fun. Hey, it's Brent Pope, the host of Breakfast with Brent Pope. You've seen me on some of your favorite TV shows saying things like, give it up, Jimmy. You got to sink this putt to win. On Breakfast with Brent Pope, I sit down with guests from the entertainment world and we do it all over breakfast. Or should I say breakfast? Every week on Breakfast, you get inside Hollywood info and tips, great breakfast wrecks and booty debates. Most of all, you get the most delightful 30 minutes of your week. So dig in. It's Breakfast time. Listen at breakfast.com, Apple Podcasts, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Hi, I'm Buzz Dixon. I am the writer and story editor of G.I. Joe, and I'm here at Knowing is Half the Podcast, and uh, I'm with Ray, Robert, and Gina, and have a good time. He never gives up. He'll stay till the fight's won. G.I. Joe will dare. G.I. Joe. Welcome back to your favorite G.I. Joe podcast show, The Revenge of Cobra. Is it Revenge of Cobra or Return of Cobra? Revenge. It's The Revenge of Cobra, episode you are two. You thinking of Star Wars. I am. The Vines of Evil. I am uh, Ray Stacanus. I believe the proper title is Le Fleur de Mal. That's uh, Baudelaire's classic tome of poetry, Flowers of Evil. Okay. Who are you people? I'm Rubik, the amazing cute. No, you are definitely not. <laughs> How terrifying would that be, though, if I was? It suddenly I turned and then the little Rubik was in the yeah. chair where you had once been. <laughs> Rubik yes. like podcasting, too. <laughs> Gina's making reference to our Patreon episode that we just did. Oh, boy. Uh, Patreon.com <laughs> slash knowing is half the podcast oh, for you guys there. We did an episode of Rubik's the... Uh, did it again. Damn Rubik it. the Amazing Cube. Cannot pluralize it up front. Go and check it out on YouTube. It's kind of hard to find, actually. Um, I've only found three episodes out in the wild online, um, and I'm not really sure that you can get I think it's only available like on VHS or something like that. You post a link or something, right? I'll um, I'll check for eBay to find a VHS tape. We'll have a VHS oh party and buy a VCR while you're at. I it. I have a VCR. Why? Because I'm old and I have a I huge videotape collection. I only got rid of mine maybe two years ago. I really? was really hanging on to it. My wife wants me to get rid of it, and I'm just like, I have all these tapes. Yeah. Then fucking transfer them. Yeah. Like a human oh, being. I wouldn't do that. That takes so long. Plus, VHS tapes are the best. Thank you. The Why? the the, the sound is better. <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah uh it just just go ahead and um uh google like rubik the amazing cube and just watch the intro Ugh. it's like 30 seconds long like it's a, really you know, all you need do it uh, in your apartment at night with all the lights off you realize it gets so much creepier and weirder <laughs> than that yeah yeah. So uh, you, you, if you guys want to join our Patreon, you can do that for a few bucks a month. You can check out all our back uh, issues, back issues, back episodes, and all the bonus episodes and content. Rubik's the Amazing Cube. I did it again. Yeah. Rubik the Amazing Cube. You know, if you say if you say his name incorrectly three times, he comes and <laughs> no. he comes to you in the night. I will just say um, it's it's horrifying. <laughs> that cartoon is horrifying, and I think we're better people, though, for having watched it. 
Do you guys would, feel that way? I would disagree. You would disagree. Mm, I feel no. like I said several racially insensitive things during that episode. <laughs> it made me a worse human being. Um, you know what? Now that you mention it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But the episode we're talking about right now is The Vines of Evil, G.I. Joe episode number two in the Weather Dominator thing. Uh, we just opened with Vines. The Weather Dominator thing? Weather Dominator series. Yeah, that's what, that's what the series is called. Uh, G.I. Joe, The Weather Dominator thing. That makes sense. Part two. <laughs> Part two. <laughs> Uh, Roadblock opens by referring to the big thing of vines as a homicidal salad bowl, which yep. brought it's me solid. so much joy. Predatory vegetable, yeah. also a good line. I don't really like the way he said homicidal. How, well, can we hear it real How quick? I want it to be said. Find a friendly face in this homicidal salad bowl. Oh, wait, bowl. never mind. I'm thinking of two. I watch a lot of TV this weekend. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, no. I was thinking of an episode of Walking Dead. I, it might have been Glow, actually. It's a know? different, but a different someone roadblock said, Someone episode. said homicidal, and I was like, that sounds like a bad joke in the 80s or something. Hmm. Well, he, it wasn't Roadblock. It was Roadblock is Sorry, culture. Roadblock. 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 <laughs> um, I actually really like what Mutt did here because he turns on the jets to the Sky Striker uh-huh. to like uh, bright lights and heat to like melt the vines and keep them away from him. Mm-hmm. Which I thought it was strange though that the guy, you know, Flint and Roadblock were able to walk right in front walk of walk right into jets. the afterburner of a jet. Yeah, yeah. have yeah. no problem. Yep. That's when kind it started to falling apart just slightly for me. But also bad lesson to teach the kids. I hope the mm-hmm. PSA after this was like, here's why you should not do what we did during this episode. Is to be a, fair, yeah. the odds of a child finding a, a jet engine blast. No. Is where I'm coming from. Uh, no. Every, also, everyone as a kid went to one of those air shows. And right. you turned on the jet engines and stood behind them because you saw mm. it in an episode of G.I. Joe? I did because I'm bad. To be fair, if the <laughs> engine <you're> No, I don't want to continue down that No, road. I want to don't continue. I'm, where no, are you? I'm I mean, waiting for you. you if the thing like... is turned on, you're not going to be able to get that close to it. So I think yeah. generally the child is going to be fine. If a child can figure out how to turn on an F-16, fuck, more power to them. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, they know way more than I do. If if the kid can start the F-16, they'd probably just fly away. They probably wouldn't turn it on and then get behind it, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good job, kids. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't crash your F-16s into my house. That's all I and we, 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 It's the return of the arena of sport. I know that was exciting. Another right arena of arena sport. Arena of sport part two. They were really two. relying heavily on this. I tell you what, I, I kind of miss those palaces uh, rising up out of the sand. Uh, I understand how expensive and impractical it is, but it's a good look. Yeah. Can we just... The, the palace could have already been up when we visited it. No. Mm-hmm. We got to see it rise again. Mm-hmm. Storm Shadow's got to pull that giant le- one mechanical Huge lever down lever. to raise the. He must be super strong, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, we got Duke versus Snake Eyes now. And Duke, Duke's old hat at Arena of Sport at this point. You notice, like, they, they're they're fighting each other and they're just kind of going through the motions of doing fighting. Yeah. It's like. One of them has a lightsaber. Yes, uh, a mm-hmm. lightsaber versus a net and laser trident. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is interesting. Uh, I mean, Classic Star Wars gladiator. Classic gladiator. Um, <laughs> first of many, many maniacal laughs in this uh, yeah, episode. Yeah, they needed to fill time. They lean heavily on them this series. Yeah, mostly from Destro, though. Like He's having a blast. Oh, this is a great laugh. <laughs> I will say, I forgot to say this earlier, I like that Junkyard is helping when he's in the... In the uh, pit the of despair, pit. Yeah. he he is helping. Hearts. Yeah, mm-hmm. he helps bring the scrap metal and stuff like that. And he I knows what's him. up. Yeah, still don't him. understand how that scrap metal helped. 
We'll, we'll get there because, you know, they, they build a helicopter because they do. Uh, <laughs> I just, Cobra Commander, the arena of sport is starting. Duke is fighting Snake Eyes with freaking late lightsaber weapons. And Cobra Commander turns and says, boy, I hope this goes quickly. And I'm like, you know, you don't have to do it, yeah, you right? Can just yeah. shoot them in the head. <laughs> like, you, this is you did this for you. It's like it's like somebody who throws a giant party, and then you get to their party, they're like, well, I can't wait till this party's over. Stop talking about me, Ray. I'm right here. I'm sorry, Gina. <laughs> <laughs> it's but it's just like, don't throw the party. Don't do the arena of sport. Like nothing's contractually obligating you to do it. I feel like it's more of like a, it's like sh- a show for him. Like he's like, ah, if I don't do the arena of sport, everyone's gonna get angry. They all want me to do it. Because there's a lot of people there. Like, I mean, yeah. co- Arena of Sport like packs the crowds. Yeah, in. you can't just cancel the Arena of Sport willy nilly. Well, I'm wondering if it's mandatory like attendance, <laughs> like a lot of like corporate things would do. Like, by yeah. the way, you guys all have to be at the Christmas party. They do this, <laughs> and then they do trust falls right after Cobra trust falls. Except you know, you, you learn not to trust. Yeah, you yeah. always hit the ground. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then there's like a little dagger sticking yeah. up out of the ground. Oh, it's an antitrust it. fall. <laughs> that seems very much like a Cobra thing. <laughs> Although, you know, great vision and dental at Cobra, I <laughs> yeah. believe. Yep. Uh, so, okay. So Snake Eyes does a very heroic thing. He knocks Duke's sword out of his hand because mm-hmm. he finds an antenna. Now, why there's some sort of weird radio antenna in the arena of sport? Any large piece of metal can be turned into an antenna in the G.I. Joe world. That is but correct. also, maybe they're, maybe they're broadcasting this. Are they, though? Maybe. I would. But why would you need the antenna in the arena itself? You don't see, like, giant things in the middle of the baseball diamond. Maybe you, know? you should. How entertaining would it be, though? <laughs> oh, the ball hit the antenna again. <laughs> oh, it bounced into the crowd from the antenna. Home run, I guess. And it sent some sort of message out into uh, the world. I'm oh, sure. now we're being invaded by aliens. We accidentally yeah. sent them a series of curse words. Shouldn't have done that. <laughs> uh, bad, bad job, baseball. <laughs> but it's like, so he knocks the antenna down, runs over to it, and grabs, like, a coin or something. And he starts like rattling out a Morse code that gets to GI. I'm a little unclear, Chan. I mean, maybe you know more about communications than I do. How exactly did this work? Uh, well, there is uh, enough pure energy uh, okay. in that uh, in the floor. Yes, I guess to power a very strong transmission um, that would just go out to everywhere, everywhere uh, with uh, with the Joe Cold Ultra. Yes. Uh, which is a variant of Morse code, I guess. I mean, it was clearly Morse code um, tapping and what have you. Apparently, uh, GI Joe monitors every communication signal in the world. Oh, they're the machine from Person of Interest, as well as every energy transmission in yes. the world, yes, because do. this is not something that would broadcast ordinarily. It would be a very powerful energy transmission. Like maybe it would register on a. Uh, uh, satellite or some sort of telescope. It would just be an interference pattern. Hey, this pulse of electricity uh, is seemingly like Morse code from Snake Eyes. And yep. Breaker is so, so matter-of-fact about it all. Like, oh, here's another thing I found. Yeah, Joe Cold Ultra. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and though I, I really like the fact that I don't think the, the, the G.I. Joe universe understands how swinging ropes work because the Cobra guys realize that the, they're sending the message and about 10 to 12 Cobra soldiers rope in and just and start attacking them at which point Duke just grabs a rope and just starts swinging around like Spider-Man mm-hmm. wailing on him. Is it possible that uh in the early days of GI Joe Snake Eyes was suicidal because this is like the second time that in the first miniseries he was like, "Yeah, I'll take all this radiation poisoning." Yeah. And this time, yeah, basically it's a live wire and he's just like, "Sure, I'll touch that." Yeah, exactly. With a 
with a uh, um, a conductive piece of metal. Maybe this will be the one that finally rests my soul. I, I think he's. I think he's like. It's time to face mm-hmm. the truth that he just wants to die. Yeah. Well, maybe that explains why we don't see him a whole lot later on. <laughs> uh, you heard it here first, everybody. Snake Eyes, somewhere in the middle of season two, didn't make it. It's because he's seen all that uh, Snake Eyes and Scarlet fan art and is like, oh, Well, let's not get that doing? back up again. Uh, <laughs> literally. Hey, everybody. Uh, and then and then the Cobra Soldiers, for the second time now, beat the shit out of Duke and Snake Eyes. And there's a lot of them. There's like yeah. 10 of them. Like we've, seen, like, we've seen Sergeant Slaughter beat like 20 bats mm-hmm, by mm-hmm. himself. These are just regular. These are the pukiest of the pukey Cobra Soldiers. Like Vipers are better trained than these Cobra Soldiers are. That's what I was saying last time. They should have been able to take them. Yeah, I guess, you know, you can't. They keep, they keep resisting and they keep getting put back down again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And there we are. Uh, at which point, okay, Chan, I'm going to need a lot of science help with the next sequence here. Because, uh, hold on. Yes. <laughs> okay. That was a good one. That was a good one. Uh, Doc. We see Doc, everybody. Ugh. Welcome to Doc. And his energy mirrors. Yeah. That, um, that uh, is not for Doc. It's for this energy mirror thing. Yeah. They discover that you can ab- use these mirrors to absorb energy, and then you turn it, you push all the energy into a bigger mirror, and then that mirror can profit. I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. I don't have a problem with this with the with the sciency schmiency behind like, all right, we're gonna reflect an energy beam, blah, blah, blah. I have a problem with you did you put all this research and all this science into all these mirrors and you didn't make them shatterproof? Yeah. A- at any point you weren't like, hey, is it gonna be hard to transport well, here's the thing. They had to make a crap ton of them instantaneously, basically. It, it, like in a matter of hours, they cranked out like dozens of That's these true. special That's energy true. mirrors. So, like, I'm willing to cut them some slack that they were fragile. Slap uh, an iPhone cover on that crap. <laughs> Great uh, that technology Great did, on that. Uh, this this uh, Gorilla Glass stuff did not exist back then. The things that make all of our. You already uh, have one on yours? Is that? No, just like oh, the normal glass on an it. iPhone is got it. super tough. Yeah. I, yeah. Got it. Um, okay. Why? I guess I'm just appreciating the fact that in their big, like, mission room that they have there at headquarters, there's just, they just keep random brick walls in the middle of the facilities yep. just in case we need to do a test of something yep. at one point. Also, what's on the other side of that wall? Because that beam goes through it. It does. And we don't talk about the people that were incinerated on the other side. Well, they were probably the nondescript Joes. Uh, mm-hmm. The ones I have, a, I just have a theory that nondescript Joes, just the ones with the green outfits with the helmets, mm-hmm. are just dying left and right. They are just getting murdered yeah. left and right. Like, and, you and know, then the like all the other soldiers are like, they knew what they were getting into. Well, time to go play poker. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just uh, uh, they're they're fed this lie that one day if they work really hard and impress people, they'll become Joes. They'll but we get all a know. Name. Deal. You mean the lie that we've all been fed in society? Oh. oh. But yeah, we've already discovered, like, and we discovered again in this episode, the way you join G.I. Joe is just be in the right place at the right time and punch a dude. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's, I forgot that we're introduced to Shipwreck in this episode. Yeah. And I, I did wonderful. not realize that this was his first appearance. And I was like, oh, why isn't, why isn't he helping that lady? <laughs> well, to be fair, knowing Shipwreck, it is par for the course. Yeah, true. Why isn't he helping? I was he just shipwreck? like, why? and it like took me like a, a split second to realize like, oh, we haven't met him yet. That's why they're not talking to him. That's why they walk in. Nobody's like, hey, what's up, Shipwreck? Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, Shipwreck. By the way, what the hell are you doing here? Hey, well, I mean, it's a normal place for him to be. 
Yeah. But we'll get there uh, uh, in a sec because we got to talk about Flint building this helicopter. I mean, this is very exciting. They just use no. scrap pieces from no. the from the no. from the Sky Striker. No. Wait, no. have we? Uh, uh, quick, quick side note: Was there a shipwreck in the movie? In the uh, in, in the, the human movie? In the human movie? Oh no, you, you, no, no, there is not. Oh, why not? They haven't called me yet to play him. That's why. Boom! Come on, everybody! Ah, you landlubbers! You need to really get working on your buns if that's the role you're vying for. Yeah, I got to do more than just work on my buns. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta drop about fifty pounds and then put it back in. I, muscle. I was just like googling it just to double check, and I wrote shipwreck movie, and that you makes got, no you sense. You got castaway. That, that makes no, no no sense. I'm sure there is a movie called Shipwreck. <laughs> oh, or shipwrecked probably, probably. It's probably twelve of them. It's probably like an animated movie. Yeah. Um, uh, what's that movie with uh, Wilson and uh, uh, Tom Hanks? Castaway. And, yeah, that's a shipwreck movie. There it is. Uh, oh, also that one with Liam Neeson where he fights the wolves, the gray. Wait a minute. Is there a ship in that? Well, they, they crash a plane. They're basically shipwrecked That's a plane from wreck. a plane. It's a totally different thing. This is a different I thing. I wonder why he wasn't in that movie. Oh, 14 characters we want to see in G.I. Joe 3 on screen <laughs> rant. Well, I would, well, here's the deal. That sounds amazing. We should be sharing that with I all know, the people. I know. I know. I'll send it to you, Ray. Please do. Yeah, put it put it in the message box of our IM client that we use. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, uh, Chan, uh, he builds this helicopter quickly, and it sort of works for a little while. Before it completely falls apart on them. I'm uh-huh. impressed. If I built a helicopter and it lasted that long, I would be like, I am the smartest person you know. I like that it, they only needed to get out of the pit. And then they started going and they're just like, mm, let's see how far we can take this thing before it literally would yeah. kill us. Let's uh, let's stay out of sight from all of the Cobras by flying over in uh, a rickety contraption that... Uh... <laughs> yeah. And they're just outside the Cobra base. And there's Cobras, like, waiting for them. Yep. Still get the drop on. And Roadblock has his hero moment here because Roadblock's the guy hanging on the edge. And then they're just like, we can pull you up. And then you can see the teamwork. I thought it was a pretty cool moment. Yeah. I mean, Spoiler it's pretty... alert. Roadblock died. Uh, yeah, he I, ro- I wrote in my notes, I wrote, like, he's dead. R.I.P. Roadblock. Yeah. R.I.P. I wrote in all caps, never leave a man behind. Nice. <laughs> nice. I like that they didn't even try to come up they... with an alternative nope. th- thing. Not only did they not try... Nobody mentions him. They don't even talk about him anymore like he I mean, was never uh, there. there is there is like one line of like, eh, it'll take more than some vines to No, it'll take, take more. It will take. I hope. It'll take more than Super Celery to finish him off. <laughs> super super celery. celery. Doesn't he then say like, I hope after it? I hope. There it is. Fair enough. Uh, but the, yeah, they don't even like stop to like, like they get outside the pit and they just keep going. They don't even like, hey, maybe we should wait here for Roadblock. Or, you know, when the weather clears up, well, I don't know. They yeah. just like, there was basically like Mutt turns to Flint and was just like, hey, Flint, there was never a roadblock. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I legitimately wanted to see how he gets out of this because a tiny single one of those uh, within seconds had choked both Cobra Commander and Zartan. Zartan. Well, yep. they have knives. That's the thing. They're cutting them constantly to like uh-huh. wear them down. And Zartan and Cobra Commander had no idea what was going on. I don't. I didn't see a knife with Roadblock. Did you see uh, a knife? Roadblock did have a knife, uh, but he, for an indeterminate amount of time, fought off an entire valley of yeah. these creatures. Uh, well, he's a hero. I mean, <laughs> you know, let's start there. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so, and, and then Flint and uh, Mutt, they, 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 they trick a couple of Cobra soldiers. I thought this was cute mm-hmm. with the boots 
under the rock yeah. that Mutt was carrying, or that Junkyard was carrying. Yet you could clearly see above the rock, there was no person there. Mm-hmm. So the yeah. boots are here, and it's just like, hey, it's a very short person wearing normal size cowboy boots. I have to admit, I knew that those boots were not, did not have a person in them. And I was like, wait, is Junkyard wearing those I wanted him boots? to be wearing the boots. <laughs> that was yes. how I thought that was going to be. And yes. then I was like, oh, okay, at least they didn't go so ridiculous. Like, it wasn't like a puss in boots situation where he's, he's like got- walking on his hind legs. Although we do know later on that the wolf in that mm-hmm. one episode was sure. walking on his hind legs pretending to be a member of a yeah, band. Because Timber is way more talented <laughs> than uh, Junkyard. You shut your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> well, and we've already met Timber, too. Because Snake Eyes met Timber in the in the yeah, yeah but he had, he had has yet to show off his he's, he's uh, walking his, on his hind legs, his possum his tail, abilities. playing a playing a bass guitar. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost it's almost like that was a ridiculous moment or something. <laughs> nah, couldn't could be, couldn't be. Uh, okay, so yeah, so now the, the the whole deal with this is now Mutt and Flint are now wearing Cobra disguises uh-huh. and they go into town. Uh-huh. Cool. So Destro now thinks he realizes using the weather dominator at full blast all the time. Maybe he learned something from the mass device. Dumb idea. Dumb idea. He says this is a bad idea, mm-hmm. and and I appreciate that. So then uh, Cobra Commander's like, "Hey Destro, stop being a bitch, <laughs> and turn on the turn on the weather dominator. Don't don't stop crying and just do the thing I told you to do." I mean, here's the thing about Cobra Commander. Uh, he is like the world's uh, uh, shittiest theater director. Like, he's like, just blow him away with spectacle and don't worry about, you know, like, right. uh, he's uh, Julie Taymor, I think. Uh, she was the uh, director of uh, Spider Man Turn, Turn Off, off the, the Dark. dark. Yeah. She's like, <laughs> we all knew it too. I like that we all knew that. <laughs> we all knew it. <laughs> you fucking nerd. It's, it's, like, it's the one thing that we found common ground on. It's like, sports? Nope. Uh, <laughs> movies. Mm, She's like, really. you know what? Just have them flying across the stage, just like uh, like in the movies, and and then you know they get severely injured, like constantly. Eh, whatever. Bring in a no. Bring in the understudy. How many? They like Wait, go through seven Spider Man. I just noticed that Chan still has his his Hello Kitty. I still on. have my Hello Kitty. Nice. I still have my Wonder Tip-tip-tip. Woman on. Um, this this is the saddest part that you missed out this on. This is the pool party. I don't have any ter- I know. I, I did not end up going to the party, guys, that Gina threw. I have a Wonder Woman temporary tattoo, and someone was like, oh, you should get that as a permanent tattoo. Like, oh. just get it colored over it. And I was like, I would be more likely to just keep buying the temporary tattoo <laughs> and put it on, like, every couple days. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, there's there's logic there. I don't want something permanent on my body. Me neither. No tattoos for me, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Did you hear that, Gina's boyfriend? <laughs> she don't want nothing permanent on her body. I don't. I'm like I'm, you. I'm too afraid of commitment to to yeah. get a tattoo or be in a in a healthy, healthy relationship. relationship for a long period of time. <laughs> well, we're learning a lot about each other today. GI <laughs> <laughs> Joe will return after these messages. Take it to headquarters. G.I. Joe has the formula. Intercept it! Jedi Vipers launch flight pods! Cobra's flight pods are on the attack. Look out, Joe! Cobra's back in back! Cobra's got the formula! Cobra! The Mirage will stop him! Introducing Footloose, Flint, and Bazooka. Airport, Bazooka! G.I. Joe! G.I. Joe Mirage, Cobra Flight Pod, and Joe and Cobra figures sold separately from Hasbro. Now, 
now back to G.I. Joe. Okay, so I just like that Destro is basically like, well, go fuck yourself. He presses the off button and just like opens the hatch to like zap Zartan with sunlight. What's the deal? I thought Zartan was just like turned colors in the sunlight. He does, but it's painful. He doesn't like it. That's why he lives in the bayou. Mm-hmm. Dude, Where there's like the, the tree cover. I mean, honestly, it's because they had to justify the toy thing. Like yeah. they made this toy. It's like, oh shit, we figured out we can uh, have him change colors in sunlight. You know, and I thought he just changed colors. I didn't know it physically made him uncomfortable. It's painful. He, it, it's a plot point many times where just like a window will open and suddenly get hit with sunlight and lose. I his mean, power. I seem to, I don't. I remember it being inconsistent. It, yeah, it, definitely. It potentially, maybe didn't always. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, and, but because he turns off the, the the weather dominator, Destro does as his big fu in yeah. the moment. It frees Roadblock because it ends up killing all the vines because it stops the rain and the vines all dry. Yeah. But I thought it was cool just the way these two events that were not connected to each other ended up like working in the timeline. I thought that was kind of neat. That I like neat. that then Roadblock is like, well, I guess I got to climb out of this super, super, super huge yeah, cause, pit cause using my friends nothing left me behind. but my upper body strength. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he does it so matter-of-factly too. Like if that were me, I'd be like, I- I'm dead. I'm dead. I don't, <laughs> I'm not even going to try. I'm just dead. Maybe someone will come overhead and find me, but other than that, I'm dead. Nah, I figure Roadblock's been left behind so many times. Oh, like, geez. yeah, this is normal. All oh. right, time to get to climbing. I feel really like this is—I feel like this is like one of those things that he could justifiably bring up when when the rest of the team is like, I mean, we're—you know us—we're not racist. And he, and he could be like, let me give you a couple of examples <laughs> of times I was left behind. Mutt and Flint got back to base. They're like, like, hey, where's Roadblock? <laughs> no, I've, I've never. I, did, I have no idea what you're talking about. I've never heard of the person. Well, Roadblock shows up like me, motherfucker. Like I don't. That's the thing about oh. Roadblock is I think he would show up and he'd be like, "Hey guys, we're cool." And then like he would <laughs> never talk about it again I just think until sad. the next time it happens. He's like, "Should I be looking? Should I be getting new friends?" What's really <laughs> upsetting in friends. in season eight of GI Joe is when Roadblock's paid fifteen percent less than the rest of. The G.I. Wow. Joe team. Oh. Wow. I'm pulling it in. I'm bringing it back be, a second time. This, this episode is probably not going to drop for a couple of weeks. <laughs> People will be like, what is he even talking about, man? People will still be talking about uh, Hawaii Five-0, which Take none that, of us, Hawaii which, 50 Which none of us knew was still on the air. Nope. Nope. Not a single one of us. <laughs> yep, that's a th- that's a level three. You pay that man. All right, that third one, you're in money. From pinto. now on, anytime any laugh track plays, we have to mime our laugh, our physical laugh to that. That was I a know, lot of fun. I know y'all at home can't see what we were just doing, but. <laughs> <laughs> that's Ray what, was going picture off. Us, picture yeah. us from now on doing uh, mime laughs. Immediately after this, of course, Destro starts, uh, um, uh, or he's told, blast them. Blast them! <laughs> I put my hands on my hips for that one because Zartan, he, does, he doesn't have a full-throated... <laughs> Throw your arms out and uh, yeah. throw back your head and laugh. He is a <laughs> yeah. I, I just sort of shook my head back and forth because I had the same thought of like yeah. he needs to do a little a little something extra, a little extra sass. Well, yeah. you know, Destro's already already got the big laugh thing. Destro's covered, king, you know, unquestionably. Mm-hmm. You know, but, uh, who was Roadblock? Who was Roadblock in the human movie? 
Uh, the Rock. I thought we established that it was not The Rock. It is The Rock. Okay, that's good. It's in. The, he doesn't show up till the second movie. Yeah, I would like. Yeah, okay. The Rock's pretty good, I guess. <laughs> I mean, who else would you yes. cast? I feel like he's. I feel like The Rock is a little smoother. Roadblock's a little cornier. Oh, Roadblock's super corny, but like The Rock can't be corny. I know. That's what I'm saying. You know. No, he can be. That's what I'm saying. He, he totally like, is don't, corny. Don't do that to him. Like. No, but yeah. they're trying to make him like the leader of the team now. Yeah. Uh, you know, and then, does he rhyme a lot in the movie suit? I don't he think he rhymes a single time. Damn it! Uh, I bet and you that's he a does. Like, I hate you, GI Joe movies. Haven't seen the second one all the way through, so I can. Oh, really? I haven't sure. either. I have it on Blu-ray. I, I watched the first like ten minutes, and it was so bad. Yeah, the it's, first one I enjoyed. I enjoyed the first one too. A lot of people hate it, but I hate it. I like the second one better than the first one, but they're both neither is good. Here's the thing: sure. I watched the first one having never seen any GI Joe, and so you and didn't know all the wrong. Yeah, things they did. yeah. watch it again now, and you'd probably. Oh yeah, I have since watched parts yeah. of it, and I've been like, this is so stupid. But uh, but there are sometimes like I watch Gotham. I love Gotham. And I don't get super mad that they're not sticking to – like I I do have moments where I'm like, wait, so he knew Poison Ivy before she was Poison Ivy? Just don't think about it. How just come don't he didn't know her later? It. But then, yeah, then I was just like, all right, I'm just going to – like uh, understandably, they're not they're not going with canon. So I'm just going to know that and look at it as like a different type of show. Right. It's just – it's an alternate universe of these yeah, things happening. Yeah, yeah. I'm not like one of those like nerds that like can simply cannot get over it. Yeah. No, I, then you won't enjoy Gotham. Yeah, yeah I like enjoying it. life <laughs> yeah. instead of being mad about everything. Uh, well, you can do both. <laughs> I do. <laughs> it's it's hard to maintain. I need to eat eight thousand calories a day to maintain such a to maintain your rage, such a, <laughs> a rage slash happy middle. <laughs> so you have a lot of energy. I do. Yeah, I'm constantly uh, fidgeting. I'm now we got this uh, uh, the mirror plan. So we find out that they're gonna the, the Washington D.C. is where the attack's gonna happen mm-hmm. from the Snake Eyes Morse Code, whatever that was. And so I guess I absorbing energy. I understand this is a concept. And mm-hmm. so like even shooting the flames at it, like Blowtorch did. Uh, and absorbing it. How exactly does this work with like tornadoes? This is this it is what I'm having trouble. It showing. only works with like sunlight. That's the thing. Is the, is these things aren't working because they don't absorb kinetic energy. Yeah. So they're yeah. getting destroyed by uh, hailstones, the hail by the wind, like flinging trucks at them. Yes. This is what I'm saying. Like you, you created a whole new thing. You invented a whole new thing. Take the extra two minutes and make them shatterproof. Here's a. The fact that he got that thing done in the I, first I, place I some, some is already above and beyond. Uh, making them shatterproof is would have taken so much longer. We this is one that. thing I actually am into this particular plot point. Yes. Because it fits together. Skip ahead to uh, Cobra Commander. He just wants just lightning. He wants to make such a big show of it. He uh-huh, does make a big uh-huh. deal about it. He wants that, to yeah. destroy Washington, D.C. with lightning. And uh, Destro's like, dude, there are a lot more efficient, better ways to do it. Let's do some tornadoes. Let's do some hailstones. And it turns out that uh, this countermeasure that G.I. Joe has is very vulnerable to hailstones and tornadoes. But Cobra Commander insists that he wants the big theatrical light show. I get this. Okay. So And that's why Destro, they end up absorbing the energy. Destro says, fine. He shoots the energy that does that, and that is what uh, gets absorbed by the energy mirrors and shot back. And, it, you know, okay. it's, it's Cobra Commander I'm who's, who's hubris. This. Uh, mm-hmm. takes them all down, even though Destro keeps saying, like, don't do that. Pretty don't solid. do that. And so G.I. Joe basically d- defeats the Weather Dominator with solar panels. Yep. Uh, basically. Basically. Um, but, hear, but, hear that, Donald Trump? Clean energy. 
has a future in 1985. <laughs> this is how we're going to take you down. This will be 84, even better. <laughs> uh, we'll get, we'll, let's talk about the Cobra Cafe right now because there is a themed Cobra dive bar in mm-hmm. the middle of this town. No, no, this is this is the uh, Cobra owned. Yeah, it's the town. Ta- it's the town around the the palace. Is that what's going on oh, right now? Yeah. Because okay, okay. It's, because this is the part I don't understand. It's a company town. Flint and Mutt are wearing full Cobra uniforms. Yep. I love that there's a guy in a Cobra soldier uniform playing the piano furiously at this uh-huh, bar. Uh-huh. Yep. But then all the townies come over and they start like effing with the Cobra guys. I'm like, yeah. they're, they're all, no, they're all uh, Cobra there. Are they? Yeah, yeah. They're, they're just on their like downtime. Thugs, yeah, like they're. I, I yeah. was thinking they're all they're all Cobra, but they're doing like a thing where it's like, hey, look at these two rookies. Look at these fucking rookies. Because they try to steal yeah. their weapons and stuff, and they they. I they think start it probably happens all the time when yeah. you have no one to fight with. You fight amongst yourselves. And Fair if enough. they probably get their weapons like checked out to them, or more likely, you have to pay for your own mm-hmm, weapon. Mm-hmm. So these guys, oh, look at these two uh, skinny little yutzes. We're going to take their guns. Do and- you think yeah. everybody there is employed by Cobra? Yes. But then why is Shipwreck there. I think he was looking for freelance work. He can just hang out. Yeah, I mean, ba- he says he basically says he's a mercenary. Yeah, I, I think he was fee. looking for freelance work. Okay, so yeah, it just seems like a weird. I don't know. I, I, I did not get the vibe that those guys worked for Cobra. I just thought that they were like going to steal from Cobra because they're like we can get away with it. Okay, I wasn't thinking that everyone worked for Cobra, but I was thinking that they're the type of people who do odd jobs for Cobra. And they might, yeah, like they're the type of people because like there's got to be stuff. W- that they outsource every once in a while, where they're like, Ugh, "Oh yeah, this, obviously this they employ like, mercenaries." Yeah, so yeah. I was thinking that they're probably all all like, there's some off duty Cobra soldiers, but then some some like guys for hi- some seedy guys for hire. Sure, yeah, and that's they would gravitate towards those types of areas. That's why shipwrecks there. Yeah, okay, yeah. I, I could follow all that. That's where the that's where the jobs happen. So there's a huge brawl that breaks out, and we get some dog on dog action. Gina, I know. how did you feel about that? I didn't. Neither of them seemed super hurt, but I I do think that that one dog was like more than a dog because he had fluorescent green eyes at some yeah, point. It looked more oh. like a jackal or something. Like I, I thought it was like a mutated thing. Did, like a did you like mutated thing? Did you like when Mutt growled at him and he ran away? Yeah, yeah. I like that cool. it was settled because I, like I was honestly uh, spoiler alert. If you haven't watched the leftovers, there's a lot of dead dogs in episode one. Yes, and it really turned me off because I too. can't. I don't. I don't like it. Uh, and I had to sort of get past that. And I watched this right after watching that episode, and I was like, "Oh my god, I can't handle any more dog fighting." So I was glad that it wasn't it wasn't like a legitimate super like I'm biting your hindquarters, I'm biting your neck. Not super aggressive dog fight. They more just like growled at each other and paced around. Yeah, exactly. Um, and did you like that shipwreck was reading Cobra news? <laughs> They I not only not have their own that. magazine, yep. they have their own news newspaper mm-hmm. publication I have as well. A fan. Of Cobra News. I didn't see any headlines though. I don't remember seeing like I think it was just Cobra News and some random. I think like, it's probably because this town, stuff. this bar in this town is is like Westworld and they're oh. all robots, and that's why they're like the, the newspapers aren't real. They're all just robots. The guy with the pink mohawk, mm-hmm. just a robot. Mm-hmm. Also, sense. what what kind of career path did that pianist have? Did he like uh, like try out for Cobra, and they were like, and they sent him on a couple missions, but he kept like crap in the bed, and they were like, well, we're gonna kill you if you don't have any other skills, and he's like, I can play the piano, and they were like, all right, we'll put you in our saloon. I can tell you, I can tell you exactly what this guy's story is. Mm-hmm. He is a desk jockey. He is not fit for. Uh, he's a little older. He's not fit for kind of like the the field duty, mm-hmm. and so they've got him just doing paperwork. 
you know, all day long, just filing reports, doing, making, you know, writing copy, filling out all this stuff. And he's in charge of some of the HR there and he hates it. He really wants to be out in the field, but he's just not good at it. So he, this is his one escape that he gets when he's off duty is he, he goes to his bar and rage plays the piano while hammered. He is employed by that bar to entertain the patrons. He's wearing a full Cobra uniform. Yeah. They employ him. It is the Cobra cafe, I guess. Yeah. And why do we not like have a theme restaurant, a pop up called yeah, the Cobra Cafe? I mean, that's what I was thinking. That's GI Joe. I theme. still haven't gotten to go to that Scum and Villainy Cantina. Have you been to the Beetle House yet? No. So I've been to the Beetle no. House. I haven't been to Scum and Villainy. My time is limited. Uh, your answer to what happened to uh, the piano player? Uh huh. Billy vacationing hell, sleazo, dancing girls, they funny, very fabulous, fuzzy bear. Oh, he joins the Muppets. It's Paul Williams. Oh, uh, <laughs> he is working at the El Slizo Cafe, uh, who uh, uh, Kermit the Frog runs by. Uh, Here's the deal. It holds up. Yeah, I believe it. <laughs> uh, don't ask when the Muppet movie came out. Uh, Maybe he started there and he worked his way to the Cobra Cafe. Maybe that's yeah. a prequel. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. true. What's on your resume? I worked in. I, I worked, worked at the El Slizo yeah. Cafe. You'd be perfect for <laughs> the this, Cobra this Cafe. Checks out. Yep. <laughs> We do need a piano player for this Western Cobra bar. <laughs> uh, yeah. So then we cut over to, uh, yeah, the big thing we talked about earlier with the lightning bolts. And then the Weather Dominator explodes. I love that, like, the front nose of the Weather Dominator. This is just, this is why G.I. Joe's awesome. It shoots up into space, separates into three components, and we, we see where the Weather Dominator series is going. Like, yeah. This yeah. is it. The three parts drop in three remote areas of the world. And now G.I. Joe and Cobra. Uh, and maybe others mm, oh, have to fight Spoiler to uh, have to have to fight over these objects to create the weather dominator, and that's that, that's where we're at right there. And then the, and, and also a, a side thing here: bad weather all over the entire world. Right. Not you know, Chan. How does that work? Like the machine's broken. Why is it? Why is it creating bad oh, weather all over the world? Oh, because it's it's shooting particles up of of weather energy into the into the sky. Weather energy. Yeah, it's like El Nino. It's all over the place. I mean, oh, okay. you never heard of a butterfly uh, flapping its wings in China? I, I'm aware of the concept. Like, this of the, is uh, the Ashton Kutcher's. Uh, what? Yeah, mm, no. That movie pretty much explained it very clearly. Sure. Well, you know what? Go watch that again. No. And they they, they murder a dog in a bag, and that was really an yeah. upsetting moment. Um, too, many, our, too much dog murder. Yeah, what's up with all Everything we talk about is involving dog murder. Are anyway, gonna, guys, I'm going to go watch Michael Vick play football. No. Shit! Why? Are you going to skip right over the part where uh, they escape on a sand barge oh, sailboat? That's, that's the very last scene. Yeah, we'll, we'll get there. Um, uh, that's where we're at right now. So, Chan, let's talk about it. Shipwreck has a sand boat with a it's a sailboat. Well, first of all, we didn't like we didn't say the, how they how they met him, which was he's like the last man standing at the bar, sitting. Well, because he, he doesn't get involved. Get, yeah, yeah. He's I, shipwreck. I, I mean, he 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 miraculously manages to not have someone thrown on his table or in his face at any point. I don't I know, so miraculously, because the piano player is also just fine. The piano that's player true, did survive true. as well. Um, that's like, that makes more sense to me though. That like if you were fighting, like I would be careful not to hurt an innocent musician. Well, he's also in the corner, too. And it's just yeah. like that scene from Desperado. You know, the barman always survives. Yeah. He's, just always, he's just over the side there reading his newspaper. But the thing is, Shipwreck knows who they are, though. That that was weird to me. You've been out riding fences. Yeah. 
Feel the soul. Oh, you're a hard one. (laughs) (laughs) Just let you keep going for as long as you'd like to. Uh, I I do know all the words to Desperado. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, he knows them because uh, they're public enemy number one over at Cobra. Are they? Yeah. Because you're not exactly number one on Cobra's sweetheart parade. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like they have, they have definitely sent around their uh, faces and whatnot. Yeah, I, I, I bet like he's reading ba- about them in Cobra News. Uh, yeah, I think it's probably that. I think also like uh, uh, at the ticket booth at the theater where they go, they have a little list of the guys' fa- names and faces where it's like, don't sell tickets to the improv show to this gentleman. Do not let Mutt in your theater. <laughs> he will harass all the women. He will. He, he has no boundaries. He has no boundaries. Boundaries. He's like he's like he's like a canine. He's like a dog. His name is Mutt. Mm-hmm. There it is. Yeah. And yeah. So so Chan, how do the physics of this sailboat? Work? They don't. <laughs> no, this is a thing. This is a real thing. I think. Yeah. Is it sandboats? That's a real thing. Where they have a big sail, and then they just—it's the sea. What does shipwreck? What does he refer to it as? I feel like this happened in one of the Mummy movies. I'm going to be honest. Thank you. I feel like this is a real thing that you can really do yes. in real life. I think so, too. You can have a sand ski boat. Let's, go- <sighs> let's Google sand boating. Here's my problem. The one thing Cobra sensors can't pick up is wind power. Correct. So they can pick up a internal combustion engine. They can't just get a fucking car no. to drive across. Also, you they can't see them either <laughs> in this giant This enormous boat. sail sticking up <laughs> much higher than any car or truck. Yeah. Or, you know, arguably plain. I mean, you need a lot of uh, sail uh, area to move something that large. Yeah. Uh, I think it holds up. Do you? I do. That's not in the sand. So, Gina, what, do we have, do we have a, a, a uh, response on the sand boats? Not yet. Uh, not yet. I, f- I, f- I feel like this would work. I just, I feel it inside me. Okay, you know what? There is a thing called land sailing. Yeah, land um, sailing. That's what it's called. It's called sand yachting. Yes, I they, knew it was a thing. Uh, are, they have wheels. All of them have wheels. Yeah, they have None wheels. None of them are on skis. That's stupid. I mean, they should try it. Try also, it again, like, how are they missing the sailboat um, if they... If, if they're good enough and they have the technology to track a car in the desert. Guys, Cars have electronics. You know the speed record of a sand boat? It, 55 in miles. In 2009, this, a guy got his sand boat up to 126.1 miles I an hour. I bet that is fun. That is ridiculous, and I love it. I, I bet that's fun. I Here's the old, Guys, let's go sand boating. Yeah, I would, I would be in. And then the whole time we're doing the sand boating, Chan is just screaming, this is not possible! No, 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 no. I'm fine with the sand boating as, as it exists in the real world. You just of GI Joe. Yeah. You slap a bunch of uh, uh, you slap a big old sail on on top of a, a real light thing with wheels on it. This thing has no wheels, mm-hmm. and it is not clear why. Um, the powers of wind. Chan, obviously. there's also no real. There's also no weather dominator, and there's also not mirrors that can shoot laser beams back at people. Here's the I disagree with if you on all Ray those points. Stopped asking me for the fucking science. <laughs> we wouldn't be in this problem. I would have just <laughs> let it go. I feel like sand boating is the uh, the like the equivalent of like showboating, but with sand sports. Like with football, you're doing like showboating, but like like with beach volleyball. Yeah, like when they when they stop sand boating. Yeah, no sand boating. All right, we'll bring it back. The people seem to like it. 
<laughs> There's very, very distinct no sand boating rules. <laughs> you will get penalties in the world of beach volleyball for sand boating. Yeah. Uh, so there's a huge sandstorm that crops up. Who could have possibly seen that coming? Mm. And they get just wrecked by it. And Muck goes overboard and starts like choking on the yeah. sand. How upsetting was that? Like that was like that affected me. Yeah. Why is he choking on it? Because uh, he can't breathe. Because he's breathing and it's just sand. So he's getting sand in his I lungs. I get it. That's why sandstorms are so dangerous. But I didn't. So it really answered your own question. <laughs> I mean, but I was just like, come on, man, slap a, slap a, slap a something over your mouth. Yeah, and, just and put a fucking through. sock over your face. You're fine. <laughs> put a sock over your face? Yeah. <laughs> to, like, because oh, the problem thought, is drowning thought, in sand. I thought, like, like this way, not across. What? I was thinking you'd wear it like you would, like a condom, but on your face. What are you, what, what? are you miming? Like, coming off your nose what? or yes. something? That doesn't make... Like wearing a sock. Oh my god, have you ever done a condom right, Ray? Whoa. How do I not have any kids, guys? <laughs> I would assume sleepy sperm. <laughs> well, you'd be correct. Damn, <laughs> damn. We're getting real personal and, and digging in deep here. Oh man, isn't isn't it true that your uh, your uncle molested you? Like, what? Is well, we got to talk about it you... eventually on the show. I think, uh, I think if you asked a hundred people, "Hey, do you think Ray has sleepy sperm?" They'd be like, "Yeah, of course, Ray has sleepy sperm." I didn't even oh, know. Is that, a, is that a clinical term? Sleepy sperm. <laughs> Guys, welcome back to knowing about me. It's half the podcast. I had a friend. I had a friend who they they went and tested it out. Tested it out, and the doctor was like. Oh, uh, was your husband really stoned or hungover? Yeah, ouch. And she was like, no. And they were like, okay. okay. <laughs> well. Because I guess he had real stoned, hungover looking sperm. Sperm are just like, hey, man. Yeah, like they just wanted to sit on the couch all day and watch Glow. Well, that should be everybody. <laughs> Thank you. Guys, watch Glow. Uh, and that's the end of the episode. We never actually get resolution. Uh, we assume Mutt will be okay, but like, yeah, it's the, the the thing of him actually coming up out of the sand and then grabbing yeah. his neck because he's choking was like really visceral to me. Like that, mm-hmm. that, 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 that affected me. It's going to be bad for his lungs, too, in the Can't long be good. run. Can't be good. Run. I mean, maybe this is why he hates Christmas. Also, keep your eyes tightly closed. Yeah. In a sandstorm. I feel like there's like some sort of like song. In a sandstorm. Or no, I'm thinking of Darude. No, you're thinking of Inagata DeVita. <laughs> I'm thinking of, can we, can we, can we hear some Darude's sandstorm? <laughs> what? I don't know now, what that is. Yes, you do. Uh, look it up. D-A-R-U-D-E. Sandstorm. You know this song. Oh, yeah, I know this song. Yep. Yeah, you know, Club you actually music. didn't get to the main part of it. It plays at every club all the time. Yeah, it's a very it's club music. Oh, there's a dog in this Why video. Is there a dog barking? Well, that's Mutt. Mutt's in trouble. <laughs> Why are we still doing this? There we go. It sounded just like the other bits. Guys, it's Fourth of July. Let's go clubbing after this. Dude, this sounds great. Guys, that is so welcome. Uh, thank you for listening to Knowing is Half the Darude. <laughs> I love that song. Chandy, you're looking at me puzzled right now. That's a great song. Gina, back me up here. I mean, it's a great club song, and I don't like club songs. It's like the only club song I know. I mean, it is a club song. 
Yeah, I'll so. take it. I'll take it. Uh, guys, do you have anything you want to plug before we get on out of here today? Any big gigs coming up? I'm going to take that as a no. <laughs> so uh, uh, thank you guys very much for listening. You can catch, check us out, uh, facebook.com slash knowing is half the podcast, patreon.com uh, slash knowing is half the podcast, as we mentioned before, if you want to join our, our super secret uh, vault program. That sounds like something out of Fallout or something. Like, that's terrible. Uh, but anyway, you can do that. Patreon.com slash knowing us half the podcast. You can hit us up on Twitter at uh, G.I. Joe Podcast. Uh, Chan, you had another show you wanted to give a plug for? Uh, yeah. How about you all head on over to uh, This Is Dark Matters? It's a podcast by some uh, great folks. They do it. Uh, it's like a funny version of Coast to Coast AM. Perfect. Yeah, they do a live, they do a live podcast recording. Uh, at the pack theater and you know people call in and it's uh it's crazy fun i feel like i've called in before uh late at night is it like a midnight show and they said sir yeah. please leave us alone yeah i call i, I call <laughs> like in. we have some crazy ass people <laughs> you they, sir are they, they I, I have to go back and listen because they tweeted like uh like twelve thirty in the morning on like a tuesday that were just like hey guys we could use some calls to this number so i'm like i'll call i'm so confused like, about when the year two ago of you I called. sleep <laughs> because pretty much whenever I'm awake, you guys are awake. Yes. Mm-hmm. But you're also awake at a lot of times I am not awake. Yes. Mm-hmm. I don't sleep. That's where it starts. It's you easier that fix way. That. It, do you think it has anything to do with the 80 billion bottles of soda you drink a day? I've been drinking less soda, but yes, probably. Um, <laughs> uh, guys, last plugs here. President Serpentor on Twitter. You can check him out at Prez with a Z Serpentor. Uh, In an alternate 2017, Serpentor was elected the president of the United States, Mm -hmm. and now it it, it mirrors our current world fairly uh, consistently. It's it's strange. Did he recently tweet about a a morning show host? Uh, Here's the deal. No, but he probably will soon. (laughs) (laughs) Good, good. Uh, Also, individually on Twitter, uh, you can catch me. I'm at Almighty Ray. I'm at 999 RPMs. I'm at Gina Ippy. And uh, that'll do it, guys. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll catch you next week for part three of the Weather Dominator, Revenge of Cobra. She was bleeding badly from a snake bite. Sad. Don't look over here. Keep your eyes on the road. Got something for you. Take a listen to this. In the newest Pokemon, they have Score Bunny, which is a starter. What? Yes. Score Score Bunny? So it's it's a fire bunny that plays soccer. He kicks balls. He scores. Great. Score, like Scorch, I think. Yeah. Oh, I get it. Like goal. Like Score Bunny. <laughs> Rad. There's Score Bunny who uses his mad soccer skills to steal, I think, like, donuts or something like that. How does he use his soccer skills to steal donuts? He kicks it. Oh, yummy. The best part is, though, Score Bunny wants to go and follow Ash and go on big adventures. Oh, but my Ash God. Is like, Ash is still the main character of the f- anime? Yes. Where have you been? Yeah. So Ash is like, I'm getting on the train. I'm leaving, Score Bunny. And Score Bunny's is it like... Is because he's 80 years old? That's why he sounds like that? <laughs>
Nothing makes donuts taste better than a foot coming in contact with them. <laughs> if you like what you heard and love co-op with your friends, check out Gaming Together, a cooperative podcast. That's Gaming Together, a cooperative podcast.